Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ear Trunk Podcast. Uh, my name is Zach Webb, and with me, as always, is uh, Marshall Brook. I'm not dead yet, Zach. He, oh, he's not dead yet. He's on the death's door. <laughs> he looks very unhealthy. He looks. There's a lot of fluids coming out of him. I can't discern what color fluids they are, but it does not look right. <laughs> It doesn't feel right. Nah, nah, nah. We're going to get you some help. Uh, we got to get two clicks north uh, to get you uh, treated for that. But I'd, uh, I'd go to the doctor, but I don't want to bankrupt my parents. <laughs> 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 yeah, no. I mean, we have doctors at home. You know, we got we, we got a uh, I got a rusty nail and some thread from the couch and we can we can sew yeah. you up real good. And I've got a whole bunch of pangolin scales under my bed. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. I got some essential oils that will help stop the hemorrhaging. Um, oh, all the medical stuff I buy is just for virility. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> hey, if I'm going out, I'm going out hard, you know? God, could you imagine the coffin with just like a little indention <laughs> where your boner is? <laughs> Turns out it's actually made of bone, so that's not going to decay at the same rate of the rest of the corpse. Oh, sweet Marshall. He's fucking ghosts in hell now. The penis bone's connected to the... Balls bone. (laughs) Brilliant. I'm glad I set you up for that and hit you with no context. Yeah, as you guys could tell, this is a music discovery and comedy podcast. Uh, Each week, Marshall and I take a select theme, and we cater a playlist of music based around that theme. Uh, This week is uh, Songs to Die on a Hill To. Um, and we got a great, great playlist coming at you. But before we get started, uh, we got some fun segments here and there, you know, just sprinkle it across, you know, like breadcrumbs on the trails to the witch's brew. Like uh, Salt Bay on a reference from 2018. Ooh, so crisp and nice. <laughs> uh, but uh, as we uh, start every episode, uh, Marshall, uh, what kind of beer are you drinking? Uh, well, today I got, I don't think I've had this one on the pod before. I don't think so either. So after the past couple of weeks where Zach just kept bringing bigger beers than me, I I, I very seriously considered bringing a 40 (laughs) 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 and just being like, the only thing you can do bigger is a keg, bitch. Um, Yeah. But I decided to reel it in a little bit instead. Sure, sure. Uh, So I still have a big beer. I've got uh, 24 ounces of Corona Familiar. (laughs) Um, And I'm excited to drink it. We got a little yellow and blue on the can. I know y'all can't see it, so you don't know what the rest of the can looks like. But it's a good reference point for me, so I don't grab Zach's beer on accident. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it, very distinct from my beer. Uh, classic here, uh, you mm-hmm. know, uh, one, one of these champions of the pod that always comes back. That's right, it's Miller Lite. But uh, I, I didn't <laughs> go with a 40, Marshall. Uh, because as you can recall from the outro of the last episode, <laughs> I finished that 40 and uh, took a hit of the devil's lettuce. And uh, I was supposed to continue editing that night, and the rest of that night was just kind of me chilling. I mean, uh, you and I kicked it for like an hour plus yeah. afterwards instead of you editing. So. Uh, yeah, I think we watched uh, we watched Record of Ragnarok. Yeah, we right? did. We yeah. watched uh, 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 which episode was it? It was uh, uh, Hercules uh, fighting Jack the Ripper. Yeah, it was, it was the last one of that, wasn't it? No, it was second to last. The, uh, second to last. Second we to still last. Yeah. One more to go for you to see. <laughs> Badass show, y'all. Yeah, uh, Record of Ragnarok. Definitely recommend it. Uh, I'm not a big anime head, but Zach got me sucked straight into this one. Yeah, it's just uh, the premise is uh, the gods decide to annihilate humankind, but uh, 
in order to do so, they have to have a fighting match between the gods and any 12 random historical figures. Uh, it's a great fucking show. Uh, just one of those tournament animes. Uh, the only reason I am plugging it this hard is because I cannot live if there is no goddamn season three. Uh, <laughs> this show needs to end. And then and if, it's made by Netflix, so odds are it won't. Um. Yeah. And uh, uh, if you're one of those people who is like, Zach, you know, you can read the manga. Well, it's really hard to hit a bong and read at the same time. Um, <laughs> uh, that's why I kind of prefer anime a little bit more Zach's always, i've seen zach try and he's always just like oh it's fogging up my glasses yeah and then and then i spill bong water on the fucking book and then the mm. library gets pissed off about that <laughs> he spills you know? bong water on the book and then like the ancient spirit that's trapped within those pages immediately comes out and covers him in like ectoplasm and- yeah and then he smokes all my weed now i'm <laughs> yeah. out 175 smackaroos fucking Fucking, fucking otherworldly spirits, man. Extra yeah. planar creatures coming in and doing my drugs. Yeah. Reminds me of my old roommate. <laughs> yep. Yep. I forgot you lived with a goblin. He was! <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> uh, well, now that we uh, we got our beers uh, squared away, Marshall, yeah. and, 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 and plugging animes that I force you to watch... Uh, Forced me to watch the first episode. I very willingly watched beyond yeah, that. Uh, yeah, but uh, <laughs> but Marshall, uh, I I would like to introduce our first segment. It's a new segment, and uh, you know, uh, one thing I know about you, Marshall, something about your uh, your colorful colorful past is yes. uh, is that you used to be an Eagle Scout. Technically, I still am an Eagle Scout. Oh, I thought it was like a license thing where you it, have it, to like renew it. Every no, no, so no. Often. It's 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 like a driver's license in the same way that like old people still have them <laughs> um, so uh, it's uh so it's not like our forklift certification cards that expire after three years correct i showed off my forklift certification um because i pulled it out at, at, when i was at the bar on friday with some of our friends alex yeah. if you're listening because i know you listen sometimes what up that was so much fun <laughs> uh when i went to the bar uh, I, I pulled out my wallet and I, I just slid out what I thought was my ID and it was my forklift certification. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie because like I handed it over without looking and the guy looked at it like, what the fuck? Yeah. And I was like, bro, do you not see that I'm OSHA certified to operate yeah. a forklift? I can drink a beer if I want. Yeah. He made me pull out my... Uh, your actual yeah my yeah. driver's license yeah that makes no sense yeah because you should know if i'm driving fork i'm a man <laughs> if i'm driving fork i'm a man yeah you know <laughs> or a lady man you know whatever if i'm lifting fork <laughs> yeah if i'm lifting fork bro you know i've seen some shit so they call me forks motors <laughs> <laughs> anyways what's your segment zach well, you know, before we get into it, you know, every time I try and pull out my forklift certification as a joke, I can never fucking find it in my wallet. And then, like, as soon as I'm, like, home, like, just, like, kicking it and, like, looking for something else in my wallet, I find it. And I'm like, what's never, the point of having this if I can't why, just shove it into people's faces? That's why you never use the forklift at work, huh? Yeah. Because you're worried that ocean inspectors are going to come and you're going to be like, huh, huh, yeah. huh, huh, and then they'll take you to prison or whatever they do. Yeah, like Guantanamo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Man. All you guys, shout out. Shout out to the guys listening. <laughs> Time of a, as a form of torture. Um, 
Hey, we're playing the songs now. <laughs> <laughs> Just play the songs. Just play the songs. Anyways, uh, enough meta humor. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I'll launch into this segment. This is a new segment, uh, and it is called... How to save life. <laughs> but Marshall, since uh, you're a, you're an Eagle Scout and mm-hmm. and, uh, and you have a little bit of uh, first aid, uh, you know, <laughs> sort of experience. Yeah, I was wondering, did you guys did you guys ever do like a squaw? Like when you're in there's, the thing, there's not like a big collection of Eagle Scouts normally. Uh, yeah, everyone I knew. Uh, so first of all, my Boy Scout troop was just like my friends. Like we literally, like we we tried to join like the city's troop or whatever, and everyone sure. was like, we were all like, these guys are fucking losers. And so we talked to our parents, and literally our parents started our own troop that was just us and our best friends. Nice. Um, so it was an entirely different experience than most people get because it was it was just the people I wanted to hang out with, anyways. And more of a homebrew rather than a exactly, corporate. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was gotcha. like it was. Like, I remember we would do uh, campouts like uh, uh, at my like my 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 family's ranch or whatever. We would do a survival camp out oh dope. Where we would go out in the middle of like the wilderness in december and you could yeah. take like a saw and some string yeah and that was all you were allowed to take <laughs> <laughs> a saw and some string and then uh, uh uh you would have to use a compass to find ramen <laughs> they, would give you, they would give you like a series of coordinates that you'd have to follow with a compass to find ramen to eat that night oh that's dope uh, but like of course that was not mandated by the scouts that's like like yeah. kids kids have the chance to get seriously hurt doing that yeah you know? But we did like cool stuff like that. It was just our buddies. It was yeah. like a, I think we had a pretty different experience than a lot of other people did. Nice. No uh, one touched us. Yeah. <laughs> you, didn't, <laughs> oof. Uh, you didn't do the? Uh, did you do the, like the Pinewood Derby and shit like that? So that's uh, Cub Scouts. Oh uh, yeah. But when yeah. I was a Cub Scout, I did that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that then, was my favorite part. Yeah. No, I, uh, I I always made really crazy cars. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of fun with that. Well, let's get back into first aid, Marshall. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I got a list of ailments here. Uh-huh. And I was hoping you could tell me if this were to happen, how you would save that person's life. All right. Uh, first one we got here, uh, snake bite. All right, snake bite. So what you're going to do yeah. is you have to uh, find the snake. Yeah. And you have to grab it by the head and kind of like whip it real quick and that'll kill the snake. Right. Um, and then you have to take the snake Do, to a you... doctor who's going to test it for rabies. Okay, yeah. Um, and make sure that you don't have rabies. And if you do have rabies, then they're going to give you uh, 12, I believe, shots in the stomach. Yeah. Uh, which will neutralize the snake rabies. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, um, yeah they didn't really cover that in this one. Oh. Uh, this is more just like wash the bite area, uh, cover it with uh, uh, cool, cool compress. Uh, monitor breathing and heart rate, remove all rings, watches, and constrictive clothing in case of swelling. <laughs> I know I get hard when a snake bites me. Yeah. Uh, here's here's a fun fact just for the listeners. Um, don't apply a tourniquet. And also, don't, don't try to suck the yeah, venom out. Yeah, don't suck it out. So I didn't know the proper. I didn't know the proper answer, but I knew that the correct answer was absolutely not sucking the venom out. Which is crazy, dude. Are you kidding me? No, I. It's crazy how ingrained oh, how in how prolific like, of an idea that is like in society yes like yeah. like every movie someone gets bit by a snake what's the first thing that another character says <laughs> gotta suck on that boy yeah you gotta suck it out um I have think, you ever been have you ever uh, gone through like a cpr certification 
Um, no. Okay, so in CPR, they used to say that you would do a number of chest compressions, and then you would do mouth-to-mouth. Yeah, sure. Um, and you no longer do mouth-to-mouth because right. of the possibility of getting um, some kind of airborne or bloodborne or, or whatever-borne fucking illness into your face. Yeah. So you can do it if you have, like, a respirator cover, which a lot of people who are certified do carry. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're not allowed to give someone mouth-to-mouth, why are you sucking fucking blood into your fucking gullet? You know yeah. what I mean? Like... <laughs> But I just, when I read that, I was like, oh my God, that's really fucked up of Hollywood and, uh, you know, not not that Hollywood's squeaky clean otherwise. They do do literally, if you see survival advice in a movie, it's like 85% odds that that will get you killed in real life or at least like not help the situation. Yeah. Fuck, man. Um, (laughs) Yeah. It's almost like if I got bit by a radioactive spider, I should go to a hospital, huh? No, you're fucked. Oh, if you get bit by if you get bit by a radioactive spider, go to like go to like Cozumel or something, dude. Live out your last days in peace because you got like 14 hours. Oh yeah, fuck man, that yeah. sucks. No, uh, have you not? How long have you not, to get to Cozumel? Have you not seen the end of Spider Man? Uh, where it's all just a coma because he's in the hospital. Nah. <laughs> It's a really unsatisfactory ending. I read that one comic where uh, his uh, sperm is radioactive and it kills Mary Jane. Um, is that real? Yeah, it's a real. What the fuck? That's, way, that's way more absurd than anything I have said on this show. <laughs> and I made a joke about Jason Statham running on all fours and jumping over a oh wall. Like a dog! <laughs> yeah, and this, uh, Marshall, I mean, we're still not that creative yet. You know, as soon as we figure out, um, you know, um, uh, radioactive spider cum, uh, that's when. Wait, wait. I could see them uh, sitting there. He's, he's, he's writing in dialogue while the other guy's like illustrating the panel right behind him. And he just goes, wait, wait. Wouldn't his cum also be radioactive? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Jerry. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's the second ailment? What's the oh, second uh, ailment? Uh, uh, heart attack, Marshall. What do you what do you what do you what are you thinking for that one? Uh, if you if someone's having a heart attack, you immediately call 911. Yep. Um, um that is the most important thing you can do because uh response time is like the most vital thing during a heart attack. I'm not joking about this one. Uh heart attacks are way more common than snake bites. People yeah. might see this yeah. uh in their daily life. If you see someone that you th- is having a heart attack, immediately call 911 and get an ambulance coming. Yeah. Uh there's not much else you can do yeah but you should do that okay the the next tip they have um uh is uh chew and swallow an aspirin which oh I'm, that makes sense which i'm guessing is for the person having the <laughs> yeah, heart attack. Not, not. <laughs> but could you imagine <laughs> someone's reading the guide <laughs> and there's like oh take an aspirin and they just they take an aspirin and they're like oh man i was kind of having just, a headache because this pictured, is a lot to deal with right now i just now. pictured the wiki how for this yeah <laughs> um and so it's like a guy falls over clutching his chest assistant calls 911 puts down phone pulls out aspirin and then in a shot where you can see him and then the guy on the ground behind him you see him eating two aspirins yeah. <laughs> No, that makes sense, though. Uh, uh, something like yeah. a blood thinner to just, like, make that whole process easier. Yeah. Uh, it says, uh, you know, take uh, nitroglycerin if that's prescribed. Uh, begin CPR if person is unconscious. Uh, yeah. Um, use a defibrillator if you just got one oh, yeah. laying around, you know. Okay. So, like I said, folks, call 911. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool, though, if you're, like, rich enough to have your own defibrillator. Just knowing how much medical devices cost. 
Yeah. I feel like one of those has got to run at least like 100K. For right? a defibrillator? I feel like it, right? Just because medical, like, like they charge, they charge $2 for a fucking Q-tip in the ER. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying that it needs to be priced that high. I'm just saying with the way that medical stuff is priced, yeah. I feel like it could be. But I that's, know. you know, that's consumer prices. We're talking about the elites here. You know, they got a guy. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. You looking it up? Yeah. Price. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I'd figure a couple of hundred, but I wouldn't think hundreds of thousands because like there's there's those like emergency ones that are in like, you know, like small areas that are not like top brand defibrillators, but still will like get the job done. Fourteen hundred dollars. OK, yeah. OK, that's one. not bad. Uh, I found a cheaper one. Do you want to go? Do you want to get the cheaper model defibrillator? though? <laughs> Nah, I don't think I do. I think that's <laughs> that's one that you really spring for the. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> I think I think honestly, like you know, poor man's defibrillator. I just grab you know my jumper cables, put them up to your nips, and just uh, kind of just. Can I uh, redact my statement about calling nine one one and adjust it slightly? Yeah, what's that? Uh, you want to call nine one one as fast as possible. Um, after you have talked to them and made sure that they have written you into their will and testament, because you actually have leverage in the moment. Oh wow, yeah, yeah, you do. You have make all... some money. Yeah, you have all the cards in the hand. Yeah, um... greed is good, guys. <laughs> I thought you were about to say no, no, no. Before you call them, take a selfie. Take a selfie. This take might be the selfie. last chance you get to take a picture with this person. Yeah, that... <laughs> unless you're <God. laughs> unless you're like that one meme where the girl took a selfie with her dead grandma. Have oh you seen yeah, that one? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got into some weird territory here. <laughs> okay, what's after right, heart attack? One. Yeah, next what's one. after heart attack? Uh, and after heart attack, a uh, sprained ankle, Marshall. How do you how do you treat one of these bad boys? Uh, so a sprained ankle, you probably want to elevate. Yeah. Um, I'd imagine you want to, if you have it, apply some of those wraps that mm, can kind compression. of like, yeah, compression yeah. that'll just reduce uh, like the, the swelling, the, the swelling, and the total yeah. movement. In a general sense, I would have thought that you want to rotate between hot and cold every twenty minutes, but I think I read somewhere recently that that's actually not very good for healing swelling. Yeah. Um, I had read previous, like, I think that it used to be the case. Like, you, I, I knew for a long time you didn't want to just do ice, which is what a yeah. lot of people try to do. But I think you're not supposed to even rotate hot and cold on sprains like that anymore. Yeah, I think it might be a case-by-case basis. This one's saying use the RICE method, which is rest, ice, compression, and, ele- uh, and elevation. And elevation. Okay, so maybe you do ice it. If yeah. you do ice it, though, just... But it uh, says uh, if, you, uh, if you have, like, uh, vascular disease, diabetes, or decreased sensation, talk to your doctor about uh, before applying ice. Ice helps, like, like, cold helps with swelling. It reduces swelling. Right, yeah. Um, but first of all, you don't always want reduced swelling. Swelling is actually, like, your body does that for a reason to right, yeah, defend. It's, like, yeah, it's over-swelling a is obviously bad. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's like it does that to to add, I think, kind of the same idea of what the compressor, the compression wrap's doing. Yeah. Where it's, like, reducing mobility, giving extra cushion. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, I don't know. Hi guys, Doctor Oz here. Yeah, I was about to say. I mean, Marshall, you're 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 proving yourself. Uh, you know, right? Yeah, here. I need to do more joke answers like the first one. Yeah, that I was mean, good. Serious answers like the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, uh, I'm getting excited to flex here. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. I asked you these questions. All right, uh, last one here, Marshall. Uh, how do you get rid of a case of the Mondays? A case of the Mondays. Yeah. Lots and lots of weed. 
Ah, okay. All right. Well, uh, uh, apparently to the Mayo Clinic, uh, a way to get rid of the oh, what, case. Oh, be wealthy? Yeah. <laughs> so you don't have to go to work? <laughs> yeah. It says to get rid of the case of the Mondays, you got to go down to Applebee's to get that two for 20 deal. Uh, you can also, if you uh, go with the steak, you can get five boneless uh, wings for only a dollar more, Marshall. Zach, we're not sponsored. No, I, I mean, I, this is what the website, this is what mayoclinic.org slash disease, uh, uh, case of the Mondays. <laughs> mayoclinic.org slash disease. Yeah, now it's oh right my here. God. I need to get, I need to get, I need to get like a, a proper URL for my YouTube account. So it can yeah. be youtube.com slash disease. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, you got plenty of great advice, Marshall. Facebook.com slash disease, you know, look me up. <laughs> yeah, I think, Marshall, we learned. How we did it, Marshall. We got the information out there, uh, and I don't think any of that was controversial. Uh, unless you really hate Applebee's. Or if you don't believe in uh, snake rabies. Yeah, snake bees. Snake bees. Snake bees sounds terrifying snake bees sounds can you imagine awful. what a snake beehive looks like oh god <laughs> here's the thing i like the idea of buzzing and also hissing like and rattling and rattling oh god the rattles oh god the the, the snake bee queen oh <laughs> the snake bee queen oh god oh Oh, let's get out of here, Marshall. This is so bad. Let's get on to the main segment of our show. All right, folks, on to the main segment of the show. I'm going to go ahead and explain how we do this because some people are confused every week. We've had some health hazards, and uh, Zach needs a minute to rest after fucking finding out that snake bees are real. What, they're <laughs> fucking real? <laughs> Yo, I thought... <laughs> Oh, okay. oh, fuck me. Jesus. Oh. Okay, so, uh, yeah, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, sorry, Zach. Uh, so, uh, what's gonna happen? I don't wanna live anymore. What's gonna happen is, uh, 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 we are, we have each prepared five playlists of songs. Uh, in these songs, we've prepared, uh, uh, songs to die on a hill to. Zach is gonna begin by talking about his first song. At which point, he will get one of the guys we have tied to the hill Hit them with the guillotine, dead on the hill, pass it over to me. I'll say my first song, guillotine the next poor soul. Don't worry, we decided they're bad. And yeah. then uh, once we do all five songs each, that'll be our, our, our playlist. <laughs> and they're not really people, they're more of effigies. Uh. <laughs> yeah, but I filled them with goat blood, so <laughs> it should look pretty cool. Damn, that's where all my goat blood went. Yeah. Fuck, man. I'm going to have to get you more goat blood. I, uh, I, I burnt through the whole 55-gallon drum in your bedroom. It's okay. You know, I, I got it for a steal anyways. <laughs> you know, like I said, you got to know people. This you is why I'm know gonna, You know, this is why one of these days I'm going to be these wealthy elites, you know, just because of the connections, you know. But, uh, uh, yeah, Marshall, for my first song, <laughs> I was thinking, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I, I was thinking... About, you know, uh, not my goat blood, but, like, just about, like, how many times I've died on a hill, right? Mm -hmm. In life, zero, right? Sure. In video games, <sighs> I've died a lot. A lot of different hills I've done died in, <laughs> you know? Um, and so I was just thinking, oh, man, like, a, a, a video game I've played a lot, and I can't wait to play the new one, oh. uh, Legend of Zelda. You know, uh, uh, Breath of the Wild. Man, I've died on so many fucking hills in that game. 
You know? Yeah, mountains, cliffs, rivers, yeah, and hills. And so my first song is Song of Storms by Button Masher. I really love the entire soundtrack of um, Ocarina of Time. The original composer of Ocarina of Time, his name is uh, Koji Kondo. And it is an insane soundtrack because he was given a limitation on the notes that he could use, right? For every song. Oh, yeah. Because every song needed to be played on the Ocarina, right? So that you had to be able to hit the buttons. Yeah. And And the way he was able to just sort of like make so many different songs just with the same collection of notes is just fucking insane. Yeah. Uh, This guy, Button Masher, I really love his shit. I found him through Instagram and he, Mm -hmm. he's just like, you know, super video games, like, uh, like makes that uh, amazing sort of chiptune synth wave sound. Yeah. And he's just a phenomenal uh, musician. Like, you know, he posts videos of him just like fucking noodling and just playing these amazing songs and stuff like that. And he has like, you know, a bunch of different setups to give it that sort of like Super Nintendo sound, Mm -hmm. you know, and other things like that. Now, I actually I recently followed a YouTuber who does something similar. Mm -hmm. Um, He does primarily guitar. Nice. Um, but he has a ton of different effects and stuff like that. And he'll, yeah. he, he he doesn't care about doing things in one take. Because he films himself playing. He doesn't care about doing things in one take of him playing it. He cares yeah. about getting all the sounds that he wants out of it. Exactly. He does a lot of video game music. A lot of kind of just like meme shit. Um, mm-hmm. And it's all... Very wonderfully executed. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, and I get the same vibe from this guy. I liked... Um, just like... I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of it in a general sense. Um I think because it resembles fuzzy bass, but I love like synthetic bass like that, where mm-hmm. it's like um, um, I don't know if it's imitating like a moog or something. I don't know yeah. that much about moogs, but uh, <laughs> what I can say is is like I do love just like when I was hearing this because there were so many different layers. It yeah. was funny because my brain, I would I would let it all wash over me, but then because we're doing a show, yeah. I would sit there and I would try to like analyze it. And the way yeah. I would analyze it is I would listen. I would be like, okay, so here's the top layer. Here's those high little melodies. Do do do. Yeah, and then I would like break down the mids, which is a lot of like chaotic kind of like like beat boozy yeah. stuff. And then in the bottom, at the low end, you have that like driving synthesized bass that's just yeah. pushing it. You know, um, it was just interesting. I like yeah. it. Yeah, very well, beat boopy. Well, I mean, uh, for me, it's just that original melody from the 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 right. soundtrack, the Song of Storms. That da 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 da. It's like that is so good, uh, and that is such a driving melody. Well, and it's you know? iconic. You know, oh, it's like it's like I mean, you you prefaced it with 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 uh, your your love of Zelda, yeah. But it was like nonetheless, it was like I heard Song of Storms, and I was like, oh, yep, I remember hitting the uh, the yellow buttons on my Nintendo sixty four <laughs> to that. <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, like, it is just such a great driving melody. And one one thing I love about this version, because I've listened to a lot of different remixes of this song, but this song is like 
kind of has this element that is very Zelda within it, mm-hmm. where I feel like it. So it does that, you know, that driving melody, but then it just like really noodles around. But it, it like you're saying, those fast mid melodies move mm-hmm. so quick. Honestly, it reminds me of like figuring out puzzles in the game. Yeah, you know, like your your gears are turning. You're like really like thinking like you know everything's on like full blast in your brain of just like how the fuck do I get out of this it, room? It, it gives me you a know? similar vibe to um. When you're unlocking, when you're doing hacks in Bioshock, oh, and you're yeah. on you're on a timer and you're having yeah. to align all of the pipes to make the water flow through. And yeah. it's like when you first do the first couple, you're like, oh, this is easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when you're doing the late ones where it's super fast and they're totally doable, but you just got to work quick. Yeah. Um, um, it's it's that vibe, you know. It's like yeah. it's like the puzzle. You're figuring it out. There's a lot going on, but like yeah. you're still like zeroed in on the goal, right? Yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, I just, uh, I love this sort of interpretation of that song and, and just like, I, I feel like thematically it fits in with like what it's like to play a Legend of Zelda game. Right. You know, it's the, those themes kind of come in and out as you're like, you know, fighting bad guys, figuring out puzzles. Like there's all this pressure because you're trying to save the world, which mm-hmm. I think is like one of the beautiful things about Legend of Zelda is like the concept is very simple and that's why mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people can gravitate towards it. Ah, Zelda's good, man. It's a it's a great game, but yeah, no. So that's uh, that's my first song, "Song of Storms" by Button Masher. So my first song is "Hard Headed" by Graveyard. Hell yeah. So, uh, uh, much like the folks who choose a hill to die on, the main riff in this track won't quit. Yeah, (laughs) that's true, man. Um, it has kind of like a, a, a almost like old school psych, like psych, psych rock guitar tone to it. Yeah. Um, even though like the vocals are, 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 are almost like. They have that same vibe, but they almost feel like like garage rock. Like I could see like Jack White performing these two. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, there's this part about a minute and a half into the song mm-hmm. uh, uh, where where he's singing, but then that deep voice comes in underneath him. Yeah. <laughs> um, it it reminds me a bit of Zappa. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's just that deep voice, just super low underneath him. Mm-hmm. I love that part. And to me, that part was kind of indicative of like. When someone like picks the hill they're dying on, yeah. whatever argument, whatever thing, whatever chore, yeah. whatever whatever thing that they're doing, and they're being hard headed about it, that voice, that deep low voice, that's like the internal dialogue, right? Yeah. And the person who like who like is doing it, they're like, uh, uh no, dude, you're hard headed. This <laughs> is the hill you die on. <laughs> you know, just whatever else is going on, that's just the undertone underneath it. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. I'm not sure what I expected when I clicked this song. I was not expecting this. Uh, yeah. It was that kind of like weird sound at the start that, that they did. Fuzz, yeah. That fuzz. And, yeah. and when I clicked it because of what I was expecting, which again, I'm not sure what I was expecting. When I first heard that sound, that sound, I almost just turned the song off. Sure. I was like, ah, I don't know. And then I let it play and it went into that main riff and I was just like, oh, no, no, I love this. I love yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's funny because when I write songs with Lance, a lot of times we put a precursor weird off 
off-putting sound at the start of our songs too so you think i'd give him a chance (laughs) (laughs) but no (laughs) um yeah i'm super happy that i stuck around because this is what they gave me oh yeah no that's fucking rips uh well my second song marshall um a little precursor to the song uh, about a couple of years ago, I was working on this campaign for a role-playing game that we were making, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the game was called Monster of the Week. Uh, mm-hmm. I was writing a campaign uh, that took place in the 1970s. Oh, it's this one. Yeah, well, I, I don't know if it's this song specifically that oh, you're thinking okay. of. Okay. Uh, but it, it, it's a song that like I literally wrote an entire like like backstory for and everything <laughs> like like uh, this song set off an entire chapter of what the campaign was going to be but we <laughs> we never actually got there anyways but i was listening to a lot of 1970s music and i came across this song uh by a very popular band that i was unfamiliar with the the song itself and it is sos by abba I really fell in love with this song the first time I heard it, and it's really because the uh, the sort of separation between verse and chorus. Right? Yeah, it's very distinct. Very yeah. distinct. Uh, I I don't I don't think I'm the first to have ever said this. I know I've said this a lot when talking about Abba's music. Abba is creepy as hell. <laughs> And no one, no one, no one talks about how creepy Abba's music is, but it's fucking there, you know, like money, the beginning of Mamma Mia, like there's, there's so many elements where they use specific chords that are just very somber in a way, you know, and especially in this song. They convey a lot of emotion uh, uh, compared to just like a major chord or something. Like for me, like growing up when I think Abba, I think Dancing Queen, Mm -hmm. right? And Dancing Queen really isn't that creepy. You know, but it's like when you listen to other songs that they've dancing made. Dancing Queen's not creepy until you see your uncle dancing to it at a wedding <laughs> by himself. Yeah. Because <laughs> it is going to be played at the reception of oh, just yeah. wedding. Yeah, for so. sure. Uh, but yeah, no, I, 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 because of that aspect that I like, you know, because I'd heard Abba's music like growing up just like here and there throughout like commercials or movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whenever I started actually like listening to their music, I was just like, holy shit, a lot of this is just fucking creepy and I love it. Yeah, I heard this song for the first time. Well, uh, so my uncle Ben, when I when I uh, dropped out of UNT and I moved in with my great uncle in the woods north of Houston yeah. uh, for, for six months and I just helped him build a house. Uh, 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 that gruff old man loves ABBA. <laughs> he loves ABBA. Hell yeah, dude. And, and I cannot say for certain that that is the first place I heard this song, but I can say for certain I heard this song while I was living with him. Right, so. yeah. Because <laughs> he's bumping that ABBA, you know? Yeah, he yeah. Is. No, I, uh, but yeah, no, I just, uh, I just have this feeling every time I listen to the song when the, it goes from verse to chorus, the chorus just amps up so much, right? It's, yeah. For me, I always imagine some sort of brawl happening, right? <laughs> 
like while the chorus of the song is playing, you know, I, wish and, I had your mind <laughs> like I just always I just always imagine just shit hits the fan right when the chorus comes in. And like I, for this specific song, I was thinking of like a circumstance that die on the hill is that like ABBA is doing like a music festival like on the on a hill and they're doing all the creepy parts of their song and it accidentally summons a gateway to hell. And then all hell these yeah. demons just start coming up and like start like fucking killing killing people and stuff and that's when the chorus is popping off you know like <laughs> and like you know if, if you're gonna if you're gonna die on a hill you know you might as well say an s uh, you know sos sos save our skin you know save before our these souls yeah, bro the before demons, these demons are grabbing yeah. us. <laughs> well the souls are after you know the yeah, the, the first part i'm just save your skin you know like save my sack bro <laughs> save my sack bro <laughs> gonna get that tattooed on my Whatever the lower belly, fupa. Uh, if if I was fatter, yes, it would be the fupa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, what's a skinny fupa scoopa? I'd get that tattooed on where cum gutters are on ripped guys. Yeah, sure, sure. So sure. like where where my fupa would be if I was fatter, and where my cum gutters would be if I was in shape. Um, that's where I would get that tattooed. <laughs> <laughs> on whatever that spot's called on a normal guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. We pass sex education. Um, but yeah, no, I... Hey, I uh, uh, pass that sex education over here. You bogarting that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's my second song, SOS by ABBA. Uh, yeah, I really love that song. And we'll die on a hill to or for that song. Ah, okay. Yeah. My next song... Is Here Come the Bastards by Primus. Fuck yeah, Primus sucks. baby you're so wearing this shirt i oh yeah i am wearing a primus shirt right now <laughs> look at that <laughs> i'm yeah. wearing uh the one with the the goblins on it the one where the goblins are doing the lord or uh, the the last supper yeah <laughs> ah, man, the lord's great. supper <laughs> <laughs> okay so here come the bastards mm -hmm. uh, uh i was thinking like like dying on a hill right like like those times yeah. when you're just ready to die on a hill yeah and how many times have you been at work yeah. And you get a fucking email from someone from another department that says, "Hey, I've got a couple quick questions." Uh, yeah, uh, they come. And 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 they bullet point a couple of things that are incorrect. Yeah. Um, and then they say, "I'll be down in about an hour to just like come chat with it, and we can figure this out." <sighs> the bastards. When are you more ready to die on the hill when it's here come the bastards? Oh, yeah, no. Here, I mean, me internally, when I hear here come the bastards, it's like, uh, yeah, it's an imposing force army. Right. And you're just like, yeah, here they fucking come. Here they fucking come. Yeah, the the, the thing they, they, they don't know, though, I'm more of a bastard than they are. <laughs> My dad's never been in the picture. Yeah. 
Noah's my grandfather, which makes it very weird. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I uh, I think uh, I think when we saw them with um, all them witches in Macedon, did mm-hmm. they open with this? Yeah. Yeah. They did. Because that was a um, great. Like, I mean, it is. It's so. It's. I mean, all of the songs are very rhythmic because it's a, a bass lead, right? So it's yeah. like even when he's doing the melodies, they're at least like oftentimes not all the time, but oftentimes relatively rhythmic. Yeah. Um, but this one is so. Like I've used the term way too much in this show, but punctuated. Yeah. Where it's just like dot 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 yeah. da, 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 You know, it's just like it's just yeah. kind of like it, it. It feels like you're each one of those is like a little punch to the gut. You yeah, know? it's a it's very much a march. It's yeah. very much like yeah. a uh, it's a menacing march. Uh, <laughs> but I just I loved that they opened with this song. Well, and I feel like there are so many Primus songs that are very intricate. And they are, and and not saying that this isn't, but like they're very intricate, and they are just like fucking out there and like super high energy. Yeah, this is the one that builds you to those songs, right? Well, and, and every single album has one like this, a hundred percent. Yeah, because um, like my favorite song by Primus is probably Eleven, which is also off of this album. Yeah, and that's in either four over eleven or eight over eleven time signature. I'm yeah. not that good at counting, so I can't <laughs> determine which. Um, <laughs> But that one is really interesting because it's in this weird time signature and it's just like, it's just like aggressive. Yeah. You know, it's just like hitting you with it. And then in this one, it's still aggressive, but it's very, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But then in this one, it's still aggressive, but it's like, it builds to that. It's, it's aggressive instrumentation at first. But then when it comes in, uh, uh, I guess, to the verse the second time, and it's just the bass doing the truncated part. Yeah. And then the guitar is doing all the shrill stuff and the chords in the background with the distortion. Yeah. You know, it just it just gets aggro on you. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, here they come. You know? <laughs> here they come. Uh, yeah, I put the primary lyric in the chorus is here they come. And obviously Les is talking about those bastards, uh, uh, is talking about the bastards. But I'd like to think they're talking about those folks trying to get you to change your goddamn mind. Yeah. <laughs> bastards. Now, uh, Zach, before we uh, move on to your next song, I do have, uh, if you were to die on a hill to a Primus song, which one would it be? Um, uh, definitely uh, Jerry was a race car driver. <laughs> Dog will hunt. <laughs> Fire it up, man. <laughs> yeah, no, because I, because I, I, the part where and Jerry was a race car driver when they build it up and they just go go and then it's just like yeah, that I'm gonna be a fury of blows and fists until somebody just knocks me the fuck out and sends me off to heaven, you know. So in your case, uh, you never did win any checkered flags, but you did come in last. I did. I in that probably I will come in last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I had to remember the lyric there. <laughs> cool. Well, that is my second song. Here come the bastards. Our third song is a song that I know you've heard recently. Because I've heard it recently, because uh, uh, on Sunday, uh, my girlfriend was uh, playing music off the uh, Bluetooth speaker, and she played this song that I've definitely heard, but forgot, like, who was it, like, who did it, and uh, and and since then, it's been stuck in my fucking brain this entire week, and it is Tryouts for the Human Race by Sparks.
recently I've uh, discovered how dope Sparks is. Um, yeah, you were watching the documentary. Yeah, the one yeah, yeah, made I, by uh, Edgar Wright. Yeah, I came in. I came in probably an hour and a half into it, and then yeah. watched about forty-five minutes of it, yeah. and then dipped back out. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was a really interesting doc. I was just, I was, it was yeah. just, I think it was a Sunday or something. So yeah, I, was, I think I, I was, threw it on, and then like Kate also was just like, "Hey, I'm really tired. I'm gonna go take a nap," and then I just like kept rolling on it. And I think I was playing video games. Came yeah, down, I so. watched it, enjoyed it. And came back upstairs and kept playing video games. Yeah, uh, but it, a super interesting documentary. Very, yeah. Great artists uh, that are very underappreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, but what they've done musically through, I mean, because at this point they've made like 20 albums. <laughs> right. Uh, but what they've done is so interesting. And they were very much like trailblazers, you know, for, for certain aspects of music. Like, I think like there were new wave before like new wave and other stuff like this. Mm -hmm. This is kind of in the uh, period of time where I think it is more in the eighties when they're dipping heavier into electronic. uh, Right. Well, and it's interesting because when the song was playing, one of the things I said was I forgot, I I had initially forgotten who you said the artist was. Yeah. Cause you thought I was like, I was like, Oh, I thought this was an EDM song until it turned into a new wave song. That was like literally what I was. Yeah. yeah. But it's, I mean those, that fucking baseline Mm -hmm. and that fucking, drum pattern and those vocals are just this amazing thing that just really hypes up the whole fucking song mm-hmm. as soon as that like vocals come in you just go oh shit you know yeah so is that you like hyping yourself up for for the cause yeah yeah and a little bit i mean like uh, for me the song sounds like uh anxiety of the future not oh. anxiety of like what the future will be but in the future this is anxiety oh okay so it's like it's like it's like uh uh, if you have a benzo prescription yeah and so you take a bunch of benzos and benzos don't actually get rid of your anxiety they put it in a little pocket yeah and then whenever you stop taking benzos all of the anxiety that you put in the pocket hits you at once yeah future anxiety future yeah (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but yeah no i I, honestly man uh, uh one thing i also love is like the sweeping synth sound that's like in the beginning where it's super beep boopy but then comes back in for the choruses and other stuff and like when that. it comes back in it's like a pad and yeah it's like, it's like it's not as beep boopy and crazy it's just like a nice synth swell that's just yeah. like hitting the roots of the chord progression it's really oh it's nice yeah it's very nice my idea for dying on a hill to the song is i kind of imagine it's like a future dystopian thing where it's a war between man versus robot And like there is this huge battlefield that is filled with hills and a group of 1980s track runners are all given like uh, each of uh, they have one bomb that they have to place on the motherboard to uh, like a like an EMP to destroy the robots. And it's like a group of like 20 different like track runners all in like 80s gear running through this battlefield are they running together or is it like a relay where they're handing it no, off they're running together okay. but it becomes a relay when one of them dies gotcha. so if, he has if, to pass it off to the yeah, next if the, guy if a person is holding the bomb and then they get their legs blown off they gotta pass it over to the other guy 
Sure. You know? Sure. Uh, and so, like, I just, uh, like, with this song, I just imagine just a bunch of fucking lasers in the background <laughs> while these dudes are in, like, too tight or too short of shorts, uh, just, like, fucking sprinting through all this, like, blood and machinery to try and get to the main <laughs> motherboard where they'll explode it and save humankind. I'm just, I'm just picturing guys in short shorts running through the, the, the robot battles from Terminator 2. Yeah. Like, the exactly future, that. The future yeah, robot yeah. battles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> where uh, John Connor or whatever the fuck his name is is just like oh my god these robots the yeah. very last guy with the bomb uh, gets yeah. his hand severed by a laser Yeah, uh, but the bomb is still flies through the air with his hand lands detonates and the hand does a thumbs up as it flies off and yeah that is my uh, third song, Tryouts for the Human Race by Sparks. Marshall, what do you got? All right, my next song is Stubborn as a Mule by the No Name Ska Band. Ooh. This song is every bit of ska song. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, this is not a, a ska song that I know from my ska phase. Oh, uh, this okay. is a song I found today. New uh, ska. Uh, yeah, new yeah, yeah, yeah. new this, to you ska. This was a song I found via keywords. Or actually, when I first clicked the song, it was funny because I heard I, I, I heard it and I was like, oh, it's a ska song. Yeah. And then I looked at the band and I was like, oh, it's the No Name Ska Band. I don't know them. <laughs> they don't yeah. have a name. Um, their album art's really funny. I don't know if you can see it from there. Um, it's it's it looks all like of, some dudes on a beach. It's all the dudes on a beach in like bathing suits, but they're all wearing ski masks, like the guy from Delocating. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. Um, and they have one other album out that also is them on a beach in ski masks. Different nice. picture. Uh, <laughs> um, they got a theme. Yeah, <laughs> you got to build a brand these days, you know. Yeah, and it's like as with Moscow, like it's produced pretty well. The instrumentals are really solid. Um, yeah. um it's funny because. It gets to kind of the punky guitar during the chorus where it's just like distorted guitar and the horns go way into the backdrop. Yeah. But the drum beat, even though it's hitting faster, it's still like a ska beat and not like a punk beat. Yeah, for <laughs> sure, for sure. Got to, got to, got to, got to, yeah. You know? He <laughs> sounds pretty British on the trick. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> Governor. Governor. Bravna. <laughs> Uh, it, it, one thing in this song that I definitely noticed, just because you mentioned it in another episode, is it definitely does what a lot of ska music does, where the horns outside of a couple of specific melodies yeah. uh, largely do uh, uh, their primary job is emphasis. Yeah. Um, where they're used a lot to emphasize like like transitions and then also to just like emphasize beats that are important for either the vocals or the guitar or, mm-hmm. or the drums. What kind of person would die on a hill, Zach? A stubborn one. Yeah, someone who's stubborn as a mule. Yeah, die on a valley. <laughs> I feel like I fit into this category myself sometimes. Really? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty hard headed. You and I, 
I guess I guess we run pretty parallel. Yeah, I was about to say I don't notice it just because you and I just get along on a lot of things. We run really parallel. We process information the same way. Like like we handle things the same way a lot of times. Yeah, and I think. Uh, a part of it too is like we're really good buddies, and so we kind of like also go out of our way to try to be like cool to each other and not piss each other off and shit, right? Yeah, so it's like, yeah. And now yeah, I'm trying know. to remember uh, other people we've hung out with that you didn't like, and I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> those people Marshall hated. <laughs> yeah, I get, I get intense, you know. I'm a, yeah, I'm a, I'm a man of intensity. Yeah, <laughs> I remember someone asked you to hold their beer and you threw it across the room. Yeah. Oh man, what, remember that guy asked me to hold his gun? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you and you put it in your safe. Yeah, it's mine now. <laughs> that's how possession is nine tenths of the law. Well, my understanding of it is that's how gun shows work, but I'm not totally sure. <laughs> hey, show me that gun. Let me see it. All right, it's my gun. Thanks now. for the gun. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do about yeah. it? Wait, were you gonna take it from me? I got a gun. I got a gun. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, but like, okay, so, so I, I do think I fall into this category. Like, think about it. I will pretty much debate anyone on a point. Yeah, um, sure. I will pretty much like stand my ground. Like, you know me. I'm just very passionate. Yeah. You know? uh, 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 I don't like billionaires. Yeah. How that's many true. times have the people on this show heard that already? Yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Don't I, get him going. <laughs> and like, try and convince me that billionaires are not incredibly immoral. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as our listeners know, rich man gonna die and burn in burning hell. Rich man gonna die burning hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank um, you, Bobby Khan. <laughs> But yeah, I could have I could have a, a, a debate with anyone about just about anything because because sometimes I can be kind of an opinionated dickhead. Sure. Um, I'll ride my ideas to the grave, baby. <laughs> sometimes I'll do that on a hill. Hey, like a mule. And like uh, uh, I wrote in the script to mention that I did finger guns at Zach. Yeah, you uh, did. Y'all can't see. Yeah, luckily they're blanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're lucky. <laughs> yeah. Well, Marshall, uh, great song. Uh, you know, love love getting the, some scow up in here, <laughs> getting all skanked out with my bro. Uh, uh, my next song is gonna gonna kind of be the uh, opposite of ska if you think about it. If uh, if you really think about it, Marshall, I know we've been talking a lot uh, about the subject, but you know, dying's kind of sad. Yeah. 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 I it, mean. And like I feel like a lot of times we're we're either dying, you know, for metaphorical ideals or yeah, or yeah. physically dying for yeah. things out of our control, but in some of them noble causes. Of you know. course, of course. But sometimes you just get got. <laughs> sometimes you just get got. And sometimes, uh, sometimes a rock just falls out of the sky and you're dead. Yeah, you know, Nothing and you can uh, do about it. And in those moments when you're dying, you know, you, you start to think about things. And I feel like in those moments, you hear the song Title by Disaster Peace.
Okay, so this is the song when you just get got, right? So so you, you mean to tell me that every single person who's died in quicksand had this going through their head just I think slowly so. as they sing? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because, <laughs> like, one thing I like about it is it starts off super somber, right? But then there's these melodies that come in that are kind of, like, you know, uplifting in a way. But the undertone of all of it is sad. So I like to think those moments are you reliving aspects of your life. Life, you know, mm-hmm. like like this is your existence, but you, the somber realization that it's all coming to an end right now. Man, when I watch my life flash before my eyes, it's mm-hmm. gonna be like a, a, a fourteen minute time lapse. Of it's just, gonna be a vine. of me of me just not getting up from my computer. <laughs> <laughs> And a little like, tear will roll down your eyes and you're just like, no regrets. You just see, like, a, like you know a lot of time is passing because you can see the sun going up and down. Yeah, like, for sure. Like one per second. You your know, hair gets like, longer and longer. <laughs> and I, yeah, my beard's growing out. Oh, yeah. No, no, I'd like to think I just have the biggest handlebar mustache. Ooh, um, yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, um, Disaster Piece. Uh, phenomenal artist. So uh, Disaster Piece, uh, he does a lot of electronic stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. And he does a lot of soundtrack work. He did the soundtrack uh, for the movie It Follows. Okay. Uh, yeah, which, yeah. Uh, impeccable soundtrack. Uh, there's other issues with that movie that I don't necessarily like. I don't think it was an awful movie, but it's... It yeah. was It was a movie that I watched once, and I said, I'm glad I watched this. Yeah. And then I never watched it again. For me, it's one of those movies that uh, it does like one of the worst things I think you can do in a um, uh, horror movie, and that is get less scary the more you watch it. Yeah. So, so you start in, and it's so scary, and it's like, oh my god, there's a lot of tension here. And as the film progresses, you kind of get less and less scared of the thing. My you know? least favorite horror movie is Insidious. Oh, really? For that exact reason. Uh, I remember yeah. the start of the movie, I was spooked. There was all of this creepy haunting stuff. The kid yeah. disappeared. I didn't know what was happening. Mm-hmm. And then they have the seance with the woman. Yeah. And the woman goes, your boy's in the spirit realm. <laughs> and I literally laughed out loud in the theater. <laughs> and like the rest of the movie, I was like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever watched. Yeah, um, sure, uh, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> And everyone was like, it's so scary. I was like, yo, boys, in the spirit realm. Yeah. <laughs> this house is clear. <laughs> Maybe that's on me, like, you know, of like the what I wanted to get out of the movie. But it was just one of those things where I was just like, okay, they got like less scary as the movie progresses. And then also kind of like hitting more of a uh, like there was no subtlety to like the message mm-hmm. of the movie. It was just very like, and here's the message, you know? And I was just like, okay, I don't really need that. in like a horror movie. It was really bizarre when the, the, the lead turned and looked at the camera and said, now we will reveal the message of this plot. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, disaster piece, phenomenal artist. He did a great job of that soundtrack. And then also, I mean, so, uh, like I mentioned before, he does a lot of electronic music. Mm-hmm. This album specifically is all acoustic. It is mm-hmm. all just like bare bones piano, like it, and it's beautiful melodies. Piano you know? is a beautiful instrument. It's the one that I want to get to know better the most. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. Cause it's like a roadmap to just music theory. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, it's just such a beautiful instrument and you yeah. can do so much with it. Like, yeah. Mm. It's, it's, I mean, I love it to death. Um, you know, also <laughs> don't play it. Yeah. And on a hill, I would die to the song, but I imagine it's like a, a moment of betrayal. 
you yeah. know like i imagine it's uh it's sort of like two guys going up to like get some sort of treasure or something and then one guy just kills the other guy at the last possible second no no zach it's a bigger betrayal than that oh, it's wow. like uh you're up on top of a hill and you're playing slay the spire on your nintendo switch and yeah. then uh one of the joy cons comes a little loose and it electrocutes you and you die and you're like my my slay the spire got me yeah you know it's more personal than that yeah that's a good game I w- but i would not want it to kill me yeah me either <laughs> yeah Save that for me, game. Uh, <laughs> slay the spire, more like slay the roommate. <laughs> that was dark. Yeah. Love we, you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm editing these episodes as best as I can, buddy. <laughs> you keep saying you're going to kill me. Yeah. Every episode. <laughs> At this point, I got to leave it in for evidence. Uh... <laughs> Well, yeah, and that was the end of my fourth song. Marshall, what's your fourth song? My fourth song is How I Feel by La Dispute. finally put a lot of speed song on here yeah <laughs> yeah i mean we've talked about them before you know yeah we yeah did, uh, kill your darlings but they're uh they're like a, a cheesy middle school emo screamo um, yeah i like them i, I think their instrumentation's uh, real good yeah uh this one is off of a split ep that they did with touche amore oh okay so it's only they only do two songs on it and mm. i haven't listened to a ton of touche amore uh, yeah. so i can't really vouch for them or against them i don't um, i don't think i've heard any touche amore but it's name sounds great it's a, it's it's a, it's a band that i'm familiar with by it's name good name yeah right it's good name <laughs> but uh, uh 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 i don't think that i'd personally want to die on a hill to this song yeah, sure. But I think that it would be a real good song while you're doing the stand. You know what I mean? <laughs> the song you play right before you die, and then you hear a title by Disaster exactly, Piece as you're exactly, dying. Yeah, exactly. Sure, sure, it's, sure, like, sure. it's like this song, by and large, is just like energy and momentum. Yeah. Right? It's got uh, uh, it's very like a very guttural. Yeah, yeah, and it's like it's like screaming, and there's the guitar and the bass, and everything's moving forward. By and large, the energy is like really unrelenting, except for that one spot where it relents. Yeah, uh, but then it picks back up <laughs> and uh, unrelents. <laughs> um. <laughs> it goes back to the rest of us. Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> Uh, but this is like this is like the moment that like you're being told to stand down. Yeah. Uh, and instead, you're like, nah. um i haven't been listening to a ton of them this year in large part just because i listen to just a lot of different variety and stuff because we do this show now yeah Uh, i don't listen to a whole ton of any one band specifically anymore i don't think well Uh, now uh, and now it's the uh every week we have to find more music so it it kind of limits the uh the the stages where you can just re-listen to the same song Uh, it was i listened to yeah anyways yeah 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 uh uh but this uh the i really do this is one of my favorite law dispute songs Uh, i wanted to mention it was on the split ep because it's not on one of their main albums sure but uh uh yeah uh 
really good for uh, prepping to die on a hill. <laughs> <laughs> on the prep. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. What's your next song, Zeke? Well, uh, Marshall, my last song, I wanted to think of ideals to die for. The things that I would stake my own life upon, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. and and what I would die for on a hill too, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, in my mind, who I am as a person, there's only one thing, and that's love. Oh. And so my last song is called I Believe in a Thing Called Love by The Darkness. Touching you. Okay, Zach, you were talking about things that you would die for. Yeah. Things that you would die for. And you said love. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I'm like a a single dude. Yeah. And I was thinking about it, and I was like, a game of poker. Sure. Um, uh, 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 Someone pushes me wrong in the saloon. Sure. Uh, uh, Maybe maybe a guy steals my horse. Yeah. Uh, Western uh, shit. Yeah, you know, I'm from Texas. Yeah. If you wrong me, we're going to duel at high noon, baby. Yeah. Hill or not. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, those are those are my ideals. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> but I hear you believe in a thing called love. I do. Just listen to the rhythm of my heart. First of all, I just want to say, I heard this song, I think, when I was in middle school, and it still slaps the same way <laughs> as a fucking almost 30 adult. Like, I just love this song you know rubbing almost 30 in my face because i turned 30 on monday yeah 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 yeah, for sure my beer is bigger um (laughs) (laughs) not today yeah it's the same size um there's a reason why it's a hit it is yeah it has that like pure classic rock sound i think his name is justin hawks has that amazing falsetto like (laughs) power vocals <laughs> you delivers. know yeah uh and it, he just fucking destroys this song i love it because it has that like uh twin lead guitar sound that like thin lizzy has and a bunch of other uh, sort of 80s bands have when i was in like the seventh or eighth grade yeah i remember showing my dad dragon force yeah sure i remember yeah. being like dad yeah, yeah, yeah. check out this dope band dragon force yeah and i remember my dad listening to it and being like yeah that's cool but these guys don't have staying power. Yeah. And that's something that I think about sometimes. I'm like, staying power. This song has staying power, Zach. Yeah. This song is just as cool when you're a week from 30 as when you're a week from uh, the, the middle eight, school nine, social. 14? Yeah. Whatever age you find it. Yeah, I think two episodes back, we had to realize that we are not good about recognizing what age we are at what grade. But uh, we counted. But we counted. You did a great job. You were doing all this math. And I was just over here drinking a beer. <laughs> but like the idea of it, of to die for love, is something that I'm like, oh no, I would do that in a heartbeat. Whether it is like uh, someone who I am romantically involved with or somebody I just care for immensely. 
I have this idea while listening to the song of dying on a hill to this song, mm-hmm. right? And I imagine it's one of those like sort of 80s uh, bully situations, right? <laughs> yeah. Where just some rough guys are roughing up the person I love or a complete stranger, mm-hmm. you know? And I step in mm-hmm. and I say, you know, fuck you, friend. <laughs> Not on my watch. And I'll start duking it out with these people, right? Yeah. And I'm getting my ass kicked. Yeah. You know, like this ain't a fair fight. There's like three or four of them or one big one, you know. So but, really you're not duking it out so much as getting duked. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting duked. I'm 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 taking the duke. Uh, you're taking the duking. Yeah, I'm taking the duking pretty hard, the hot duking, if you will. <laughs> uh but yeah, no, I just I like and and throughout the entire aspect of getting my ass kicked to the point that I die. I never let the love go. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, like this is worth it. Yeah, like no, not even like this is worth it. But I even love the dude who's kicking my ass. You're you know? so good, Zach. I'm not though. <laughs> it, it, these are ideals that I strive for. You sure, know, it's a sure. practice. You know, I but like, but, but to have the mentality to even perceive things through that lens. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's like if if you fight somebody and you end up hating them and being as ugly as they are to other people, you know, as you are to them, you know, it's like you've lost the battle. <laughs> Zach, you know? when I talk about you being good, I just mean, I just mean you're over here and you're saying truly to die on a hill, I would die for love. Yeah. And I was over here like. Yeah, no, I'm stubborn and like, yeah, you're not going to tell me that billionaires are good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're right, Marshall. You're you're right. But at the end of the day, for my own soul, I got to love them, you know? And uh, to circle back around to the sort of Legend of Zelda aspect of it, Ooh. there is only the good and the evil, right? Mm-hmm. And you can recognize the good in everything. You know, and mm-hmm. and you can and you can try, but you you fight the concept, not the person. You know, okay. You yeah, you yeah. fight you fight the idea of that this person needs to exhibit this hatred and this awfulness by just being a loving person. And sometimes being a loving person is listening to people's fists hitting you in the face. You know, to you the point where you die. You think they learn from that? I hope so. You hope so. Yeah, and that's all you can do. Yeah. All you can do is hope. Yeah? Well. I should uh, hope more. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's great and also sucks, but like, (laughs) 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 you got to find the balance, you know? I think, uh, I think, I think I'm very jaded, but I think I'm only jaded because I have very idealistic ideas of yeah. like, like, like of how things should be sure um, and i yeah. understand how idealistic they are i understand how how difficult they are to attain or achieve or do or whatever yeah but i'm i think that's why i'm jaded you know i'm not jaded just like a nihilist that just like nothing matters i'm like no things do matter yeah no no, no, no. but i mean uh, i drank most of my beer so i'm just talking about shit at this point you yeah know? me too buddy <laughs> Man, I'm getting all philosophical on a comedy and musical discovery podcast. Speaking of philosophical, yeah, my last song Ooh. is "Children of the Coyote Woman" by All Them Witches. Oh, they bet. Romulus and Remus Hill lived at the top of Washington. Mom died. They 
You came in with your last song. Yeah. You got real philosophical. Yeah. I came in with my last song because it's the Triple Hill, Zach. Oh, fuck. Three Hills? We have Romulus and Remus Hill. Yeah. Metaphorically dying on the hill about their parents' inheritance. Yeah. And then literally dying on the hill about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Triple Hill The thrill. Triple Hill action. <laughs> That's what the listeners are here for. This Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> All them witches close out the playlist of Marshall Brook. So uh, uh, today I did use two bands that I've used before, Primus and All Them Witches. Sure. Uh, 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 I felt like these are the two bands, uh, particularly All Them Witches, that just truly, like, this is the music to die on a hill to. These are the bands that I, like, hold so close, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, but there's something about this way, this the way this song, like, moves forward. It's got that plinky, like, very twangy guitar. Yeah. Um, and it's premium. You know, it's like one of the pinnacle, just like like twangy All Them Witches tracks. And it's got an awesome story. It's like a ballad about yeah. these two brothers who uh, their mother dies, mm-hmm. uh, Romulus and Remus Hill. Yeah. Um, and their their mother dies and they're squabbling about the inheritance. Uh, if you take mine, I'll never be your brother again. Yeah. You know? um, this is one of those All Them Witches tracks that I can introduce to a certain type of person who wouldn't like the heavier stuff. Like, not saying they that this- will like the heavier stuff if they know them as the twangy bluesy band first. right exactly yeah yeah like i mean so i'm thinking about like some of my uncles who are like very country based yeah. you know who are not necessarily super like i'm gonna listen to these chuggy fucking riffs you know right. but are like now nah, dude i i love a good twang and a good story and a song you know like this is a song i would show them i'd be like yeah this band's fucking amazing you show them this one because it's basically just a country ballad exactly and then you show them internet because it's a blues standard basically but it's yeah. just about the internet so whatever um and then you branch out and then i show them alabaster oh, <laughs> alabaster just rips dude. that song just fucking that song rips, just rips yeah. dude. oh my god <laughs> but yeah no it's hills all the way down with this one you know what i mean um and that's why i, I picked this one mm. uh this is one of my absolute favorite bands of all time though and and i would die on a hill for just about any of their albums hell yeah bro so yeah me too i'll be right there with you <laughs> but yeah no i mean all the witches is just is just one of those bands where it's just like regardless of the tone of the guitar it's always heavy you know what I'm saying? Like, they, this is yeah. a heavy topic of a song. A two people who have lost a uh, parent now squabbling over, you know, who gets what. Yeah. And then yeah. and then that, in turn, argument is going to decide whether or not that they're, like, have any sort of relationship going forward. Right, right. And it's, it, exactly, it's about, like, the dissolution of this family, basically, over yeah. material possessions. Mm-hmm. Like, that's heavy as fuck, yeah. dude. Yeah, dude. It's fucking bleak, man. <laughs> And and that's the thing I do like about all them witches. It definitely, like you were saying, they're always heavy, but heavy doesn't always mean distortion. Um, yeah. Heavy, heavy. Oftentimes, one of my favorite things that they do is they have a song that's very uh, uh, not heavy in a general sense and how it's being played, but then they'll click on distortion and hit you with three, like like they'll hit you with one measure of it. Yeah. Or they'll just chug for a second and then get right back into like the blues or the psych or the the, the twangy shit they were playing before, and it's mm-hmm. just like oh. 
It feels good, man. Yeah. It feels good. <laughs> um, but yeah, the children of the coyote woman. Hill, hill, hill. That's what I'll die for. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah. Well, a Marshall that hell was, yeah, brother. Yeah. A Marshall that was a, a great uh, playlist, and uh, so far it's been a great episode. But I think before we get out of here, we got some uh, some some mail from some listeners. We do, we do, and as per usual, I have let it build up a little bit. Sure. So I am going to read this one. Uh, It says, uh, this one, no subject. All right. It is I, Blackhorn, Blackhorn Slayer, Blackhorn, the armored Blackhorn, and I assure you that it is, that if you wander in my labyrinth, you will not find a bored minotaur. You will be feasting on the flesh of my enemies, and you will know you are next. All right. Okay. Um, so that one's from Blackhorn, I guess, the Minotaur. Yeah, all right, good uh, for uh, Yeah. Uh, 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 when, when did we talk about the Labyrinth? I can't remember. We talked it was about- just, Oh, that was the, the artifacts. Yeah. It, was a straight, it wasn't a Labyrinth. It was a straight shot through right, that yeah. game. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, they yeah. were all stolen. Yeah, and then we mentioned the board <laughs> Minotaur. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, sorry about uh, Blackhorn. I, I'm glad to not be in your Labyrinth. That sounds scary. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Uh, next, we have a, another email titled Conservative Values. Ah, shit. Here we go. Uh, this one is from Steven. All right. Uh, it says, Marshall is a soy boy. And then uh, 11 minutes later, we got a follow-up. Okay. Uh, uh, that says, Zach is not. I'm not a soy boy. So congrats. Oh, yeah. It's like soy products. Like is Soy that- boy, I think that's like a, a, just like doughy, wimpy guys. Oh, all right. So I guess uh, I'm the soy boy. Yeah. He probably listened to that episode you, where I was you, drinking all. Can you all... <laughs> point at me and just in like a bullying chant, just chant soy boy at me for a second real Yeah, quick. hold on. Let me just uh, kind of prep for this. Yeah. Uh, let, me, uh, let me get into character. Soy boy. Soy boy. Soy boy. Soy boy. <laughs> hey, hey, look over here. We got a soy boy. Look at a soy boy. Eating all the soy? <laughs> soy boy! Man, I feel, uh... Okay, now I'm out of character. Hey, what's up? I feel like a protein alternative. Yeah. Yeah. Pedialyte. Whew. Yeah. You gave it to me good there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the next ones all came in on the 14th. So let me see which order they came. Okay, so this one's first. All right. Uh, the dangers of piss. Oh, shit. Uh, this one, this one's from Blackhorn. Oh God, he's back. Uh, my good sirs, I am writing regarding an email you recently received encouraging piss talk. Uh, I think we all know this is a joke, but look up d- the hat syndrome. <laughs> d d h a t the hat that the hat the hat syndrome. Okay. Uh, you see, every time you piss, you also have some nut, and it takes approximately forty-five days. To fully regain your nut. Whoa, your nut what? also contains your life force. That is why women are always trying to steal it. Oh. <laughs> so if you have too much piss, you can lose too much nut and die. You're concerned ear buddy, Blackhorn. Wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't... We're gonna have to Google some stuff after this. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's right. But I don't know enough about it to say, nah, that ain't it. I do have. 
I nuts? do have well, yes, but I I do have a general practice in my day to day. Sure, of never. Where, well, yes, but also where I I, I don't take. <laughs> Sorry, what's that? Got a nut? Okay, uh, yeah. where I don't take life advice from minotaurs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, because it's just it's I don't trust them. Yeah, I've never walked a mile on their hooves. You know. Okay, so same day. Uh, uh, nineteen minutes later, we received this email. From right. Blackhorn. <laughs> Man, this guy. Yeah. Called Crinel. Oh, Crinel. Crinel. Okay, yeah, Fallout yeah. Boy. Yeah, Fallout yeah. Boy's printing uh, vinyls with their tears. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Hey, guys, I would purchase a cassette full of Marshall's blood, but only if it had all of Marshall's blood. Oh. Uh, oh. Uh, there's a f- follow-up one minute later that says, I would also buy Zach's Gamer Girl bathwater. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I got a bunch of that lying around. So I let's get that. Yeah. some of your bath water going. Yeah, you need your blood. I need it for things. Yeah. For stuff. Yeah. Like, I I don't I, need this bath water. Honestly, I'm throwing it down the drain most <laughs> of the time, so I should probably just uh, sell that, you know? I mean, I know what I need my blood for, but what does what does he need my blood for? Well, it's a minotaur. <laughs> okay, good point. Yeah. It's probably like, to bathe know. in. Yeah, probably to do other shit. And we have one last email. Uh, it says, "Who's it from?" <laughs> Blackhorn. <laughs> Man, that guy. That guy is prolific. Bored. So, so, uh, prolific. As, as someone who claims not to be a bored minotaur, <laughs> you are sending us a lot of fucking emails. Please keep it continuing. May fourteenth. <laughs> All of these came in back oh, to wow. back to back to back. Yeah. Except for the one, the first one where he introduced himself. Yeah. Was on the eighth, I think. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marshall, you may not have David and Garrett as brothers. Yeah. But you do have Bobby and David as cousins. Yeah. And they are usually willing to say something worse than you. I think that was uh, when uh, you were talking about uh, telling that abortion joke to your parents at like <laughs> dinner. And then I was like, oh, see, I'm lucky. I have my two older brothers <laughs> who just immediately escalate. Something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm tracking. I'm tracking. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think what he's saying is, you know, next time Bobby have... and David would have made the abortion joke worse. And then Way I worse. would do stand-up comedy. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But now, but okay. now you're... Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so uh uh yeah so david and hollywood david bobby yeah uh, uh would would definitely one-up me i think in that so uh, yeah for yeah. sure but you know but they weren't there you didn't have zoom you know yeah. at the time to just uh to really uh you know uh help facilitate that situation <laughs> no no yeah. i did not you're just uh, a lonely uh, uh middle school boy telling jokes about abortion to your folks <laughs> to my parents. Say you folks. Yeah. Well, folks, uh, that That's... is the um, sort of uh, uh, touchy issue kiss that uh, puts <laughs> this episode to bed. Uh, we want to thank you guys so much for listening to the show. It really means a lot to us. Uh, if you guys could do us a solid and give us a follow on whatever app you're listening to this episode on. Uh, if you could also leave us a review of uh, five stars, preferably. But, you know, go with what your heart tells you. There was a lot of Minotaur talk near the end of this. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, that would help us out a lot. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter and, uh, see some of the fun things going on and, and all the day to day stuff that we're doing. Uh, you could also email us like these, uh, Minotaurs over here, uh, ear and the dr- other guy and the other guy, uh, <laughs> ear drunk at gmail.com. You can, uh, let us know, uh, if you have any recommendations for playlist ideas, or if you would like to tell us something that we've fucked up 
and uh, mm-hmm. we uh, mm-hmm. uh, totally messed up on saying uh, we'll read it and we might not fix the, the core issue, but we'll acknowledge it. And that seems to be enough in this corporate climate. Uh, <laughs> uh, we would also uh, like to say uh, thank you to all the artists that uh, let us use these uh, songs. Uh, you can find uh, all these great songs in the uh, description of this episode. We have Marshall's playlist and my playlist. And you'll also see a link to uh, J.W. Francis, a dope dude who lets us use his song Lo-Fi off the album We Share a Similar Joy as the intro and outro of our uh, uh, podcast. It's a great song. He's a great dude. Be sure to check him out. His uh, new album, Dreamhouse, is fucking fantastic. Uh, currently, I think he just wrapped up his uh, uh, Europe tour, uh, but he's doing a lot of dope shit, so uh, be sure to give him a follow as well and listen to those dope tunes. Um, I think with all that being out of the way, uh, once again, thank you guys so much. Uh, my name is Zach Webb. Um, and I'm the Minotaur, but not the one from the emails, a different Minotaur in a different labyrinth. And have a kick-ass day. Hey.